0: Welcome to the Oh Oh My Geekers Geekers podcast, where we educate others while educating ourselves on an array of topics.
1: We also review movies, books, and TV shows.
0: Joining us today is our guest, Pastor Shane from Compass Bible Church in Huntington Beach, California. Hi, Shane.
1: Hey, great to be here.
0: I'm so excited to have you on. And so we're going to just start with you introducing yourself and how you came to the Lord, what you do for a living, and take it off from there.
1: Yeah. What's up, Podcast Land? My name is Shane, and I'm the high school director at Compass Bible Church in Huntington Beach. I've been doing that for the past six years now, and my story kind of begins with growing up in a, a family where my parents got divorced when I was two years old. Um it was a very Christian family, and uh, my, you know, all of my parents, my dad, my mom, my stepmom, my grandparents, they all were going to church and, and practicing faith. And so, because that was kind of my upbringing, I was very familiar with the Bible. I was very familiar with having good morals. Uh, I was familiar with who Jesus is. And um, if you came up to me and asked me if I was a Christian, I would have said, "Of course, absolutely." Uh, don't you know who my family is? We go to church every single week. But kind of simultaneously, you know, I was one route was I was going to church and would have considered myself to be a pretty good kid because of that. At the same time, though, my dad taught me how to surf when I was five years old, and that quickly became what I was living for. And uh, I loved it. And um, by the time that I was 10, I really started to pursue surfing, got my first sponsorship by the time that I was 12, was surfing in competitions, um, was in magazines, movies. So my professional thought that I was going to be a pro surfer and that's where my life was headed. Um, And it was was something that I loved. Um, It was like one of the only things in my life that I found that would actually give me this feeling of being filled up and satisfied. Unfortunately, surfing was totally a open door to more and more sin. You know, surf culture is very worldly and there's just a lot that comes with it. And so that's what kind of started to happen to me as I was going into high school, Is even though I was still going to church and considering myself to be a pretty good kid. I was starting to get sucked into more of the ways of this world and partying and all those kinds of things. And I remember at that same exact time, surfing just wasn't really filling me up anymore. It wasn't really f- making me feel satisfied. And uh my family had just switched to a new church called Compass Bible Church in Aliso Viejo. And I absolutely hated it. Like, did not like it at all. I remember um, on Saturday nights, you know, waking up in the middle of the night, sneaking into my parents' room, trying to turn their alarm off. so That way they would sleep in on Sunday and we wouldn't have to go to church. I just... <laughs> Yeah, I, I did not want to be there at all. And, uh, one day, um, I would normally go and just kind of sit in the adult church with my parents and then just sneak out when it was over and not try to get to know anybody. One day my dad actually forced me to go to the high school ministry and uh, I went in kicking and screaming, did not want to go. I actually remember walking into the high school ministry with my phone out pretending to text someone, even though I was just typing on a locked screen because I didn't want anybody to think that I was some new kid and I thought that'd be weird. And so I sat down and actually a friend from school who went to the same church came up to me and he's like, Hey, what's up, dude? I didn't know you went here. And you he started talking to me and sat next to me. It was super friendly, became a friend to me. And I was sitting there listening to the sermon and I was like, and yeah, this this high school pastor's he's, be he's pretty cool actually he he was preaching the Bible in a way that I never heard, like just really telling us what it said, but then also like really bringing it to us as high schoolers and He was relatable, and I liked that and so um a friend, that friend invited me to a event that they were having in the middle of the week with the high school ministry, and uh I ended up blowing him off and then the next week, I went back and he invited me to go to another event, and I blew him off again and I went back the next weekend, and he invited me to come again, and I was like, man, I can't blow this guy off three times in a row, and so I went, and when I went, I was sitting there, and the high school pastor was preaching about repentance, and he was specifically preaching on 2 Corinthians 5.17, which says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The Old has passed away. Behold, the new has come, and he was explaining that verse, and he was talking about how if you are going to call yourself a Christian, then it needs to be clear. Like you should be able to look back at your life and see a time of repentance. Like there's an old you and there's a new you, a time where your sin stopped and a time where your life for Christ really began. And I was sitting there and I was like, man, I don't think when I look back at my life, I I don't see that. Like for the most part, I would consider myself to be a good kid, but I see these sins of idolizing surfing sexual immorality and cussing and disrespecting my parents I see them kind of just still going and never really stopping and uh I was getting very convicted like the Lord was speaking to me during that sermon and he opened my eyes to see I've never really genuinely repented I've never turned from my sin and surrendered my life to Christ and uh It was right then and there. I just offered my whole life to the Lord. And I didn't even really know what that was going to mean or look like. I just knew, man, if Jesus really did die for all of my sin and rose from the grave, then I need to give him all my life. I can't keep going to the church on the weekend, saying that I'm a good kid, but then throughout the week, living for myself, putting surfing above the Lord, giving into sin, like that's hypocrisy. That's one foot in the church, one Mm. foot in the world. I can't keep on doing that mm wow so yeah that's that's kind of uh how the Lord saved me, mm-hmm. um, how I became a Christian, and then after that, it was just a radical change um like i I started going to my high school campus, and um, I actually gave up surfing uh oh, i i, I kind of yeah, <laughs> so you know in in biblical terms, I put it on the altar, so to speak, and I said, oh, Lord. Okay you know this is uh i i can't keep living for this and uh i gave him my life and i i had this new passion to tell people about jesus and so at my school i just started literally going around and telling people how the lord had saved me i got involved in a christian club in my school and each week i i would end up standing up in front of a room of my classmates you know probably 40 people each week and i would share a message with them from the bible And each month we would do a big kind of outreach on our school campus where we'd bring free food in. And about 300 people from school would come and would hear me preach the Bible and share my testimony. And that was a super exciting time on my high school campus because I saw literally high school students on my public high school get saved, like believe in Jesus. I saw... Christians really grow. Like God united a group of us together. It really felt like we were living for Him. And it was during that time of my junior and senior year of high school, I really felt the Lord like put this desire on my heart that, man, I I think I want to go into ministry. I think that this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Just help people come to know Jesus and help people who know Jesus live their whole lives for Him. And so when I graduated from high school, I started interning at that church. Compass Bible Church and Elisa Viejo in the high school ministry. Um, and then I went away to Bible college. I went to this place called the Master's College in Santa Clarita, and I got my Bible degree from there. And then I actually helped start a church plant, which was a part of Compass Bible Church. And that one happened in Huntington Beach. And I've been in Huntington Beach for the past seven years, um, working with, uh, working with the youth now.
2: That's exciting. When you were talking about um, just, you know, laying uh, surfing on the altar, it reminded me of the disciples when they left their nets and followed Jesus. And yeah, oh, uh, that's an amazing testimony and actually very encouraging for the youth. Um, and um, I mean, it's just even when you when you were talking about, you know, coming from a family um, where there was divorce, um and Christianity at the same time um how relatable is that because sometimes we think that you know children sitting in church may have you know these picture perfect <laughs> christian families when you know more than more times than not um yeah they, they're sitting there hurting and they just want someone to relate to them and You may not even have to share your testimony right off the bat, but it's more you're coming to them and and you're being relatable to them, just like the pastor was relatable to you during your time um, of, you know, searching. I I don't even know exactly if it was searching the Lord or if it was just the Lord searching you, Um, but that's a very awesome you know, testimony and, and thank you so much for sharing that. I'm almost positive. It's going to encourage someone out there in podcast land. Uh, I hope and, so. <laughs> and well, if you reached uh, over about 300 kids, um, I believe in my heart that this podcast can um, go and reach even one person out there that needs to hear this and God can uh, make it a ripple effect off of even that. So, um, I have Zeke here and <laughs> Zeke's going to go ahead and ask a question. Zeke is 17
1: years old. So cool. Okay, why don't you go ahead and ask your okay. question? So the effects of COVID on the youth, uh, can you tell us about the effects of COVID on the youth and how it has changed the ministry setting as well as, uh, creative ways and visions you have for outreach? Yeah, that's a great question, Zeke. I mean, let me even ask you, you are a youth, you're 17. What do you feel like some of the effects of COVID been on you? Um, It's just mainly a lot of, uh, like at my high school, uh, things got a little more spread out and yeah. um, less people were talking to each other. I think that's uh. You know, we can see where that has led Um, this isolation, this distance, um, which I mean, obviously during a worldwide pandemic where this disease gets spread through close proximity, you can understand why they are encouraging distancing and isolation. But I think we've seen just even where that's led. You know, there's been so many studies that have come out that have shown um, just the rise in anxiety, the rise in depression. I mean, it's so sad to even say something like this, but teen suicide is at an all time high. Um, And so I think that that is what is happening kind of just in unprecedented numbers right now in our world is there's always been these problems. There's always been these problems of anxiety and um, fear and depression and uh, suicide. But you take away some of people's coping mechanisms, which is, in a lot of ways, their friend group. And their friend group are their crutches. And unfortunately, people just have nowhere else to turn. And, you know, one of the interesting things that I've seen even just in our high school ministry at the church that I get to be a part of is I've seen God really grow the people that are really his um, in ways that it's just it's honestly it's actually been awesome to see. You know, at the beginning of this whole quarantine experience, I remember jumping into some some Zoom meetings and even ended up preaching a digital message where we talked about 1 Peter 1, 6 through 7, which says, In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And that passage so clear, hey, we're all going to go through trials. And we've we we we've experienced that we're all you know, universally going through a worldwide trial right now. Mm-hmm. And this trial, it's like, the Bible describes it like gold. You know, when Christians go through trials, it's like gold going through fire. And you know, there's two types of gold. There's real gold and there's fake gold. And it's interesting because when you put real gold in fire, it doesn't melt, it doesn't uh, burn away. Real gold in fire, what happens is the impurities end up burning away. And so when you take that piece of gold out of the fire, the the real gold, the pure gold is still there. And now it's even more pure than before. But the fool's gold, the fake gold, when you put it in fire, the fire melted away and, and reveals it wasn't actually real gold. And that's what we've seen actually happen in our high school ministry at the church that I'm a part of during this pandemic. The people that have really been saved by Jesus when the church got taken away from them, so to speak, you know, when they couldn't come to weekly services or interact with people, it really caused them to lean into Jesus and their own personal relationship with him, where they weren't so dependent on their, what I called churchianity. They Mm -hmm. had to now be more dependent on their Christianity. They had to have, they had to be growing and, and loving Christ. And so I think that's been one of the really cool things is I've seen some young people really develop the discipline of reading the word and praying every day. I've seen wow. some young people really just take off in their love for the Lord, um, which has been awesome. I have seen also, you know, um, some a huge growth and laziness and... Mm -hmm. procrastination and uh you know those are things that we're trying to to help people with um
0: that kind of brings oh go ahead i was going to say that kind of um just kind of goes in in hand with uh zeke's question about creative ways um and what the, the vision that the lord has given to you for um effectively outreaching like even maybe even possibly outside of the four walls of the church because yeah i i completely agree with how how awesome it is when god brings somebody to us and you know you see that person right in front of you and you're like i need to i need to do something but how how would you how would you most children are on the internet 24 seven nowadays zooms it's they're very connected to tiktok and those things can become huge distractions to the kids how how do you guys reach out to kids that are you know maybe in that zone maybe even they need to get out of that and and really truly connect
1: yeah yeah i mean that is something that we really try to do you know, even in the Bible, like in 1 Corinthians 9, Paul talks about how he became all things, all people, that by any means he might save some. And that's kind of been one of our main verses in our high school ministry is even with me and my wife who are leading it. And then all of our adult small group leaders, like we recognize there is kind of like, an, I mean, there's a clear age difference, obviously, between us and the youth that we're reaching out to. And so one of the commitments that we made from day one is we don't want to look down on the young people and what they're into. And we want to try to figure out creative ways, like you said, to redeem whatever they're doing, to connect with them and reach out to them. And so one of the cool things that we have is we have a YouTube page. Um, you know, if you just pulled up YouTube and you typed in United High School Ministry, that's the name of our high school ministry at the church, United High School Ministry. If you type that into the YouTube search bar, you would see... Uh, a black circle logo that just says the united and you can click on that and that's our youtube page and on there we put all of our videos which basically just includes uh sermons um that i've done or that someone in our youth ministry did um fun videos that we've made we've made a couple of you know music video parodies of popular songs that included some of our high school students um And then I think we've got some testimonies up there as well of some of the students. And so that's a big way that we're trying to just connect with people. We recognize that a lot of youth are on YouTube and that really came honestly, like that came in clutch right at the beginning of the quarantine, because that was like, that became kind of, so to speak, like the way that we were doing our church services. Um, We weren't, we weren't able to meet in a building anymore, but we still wanted to do high school ministry. We didn't want to just you know forget about all of our high school students and so i would preach a sermon in the middle of the week to my video camera at my in my home office and then i would upload it on youtube and we would encourage our small groups with their leaders to watch it together over zoom on youtube and so literally like you'd still get together with your small group even though it was digitally over zoom you'd watch the sermon on youtube And then right then and there, you guys could talk about it over a Zoom meeting. And so that was one thing that we were trying to do. Another thing that I do a ton is I'm on Instagram and it's just Shane Ruland. That's my Instagram handle. And what I do is um, I do a lot of Instagram lives. Actually, at the beginning of the quarantine, I was going live every morning from 9 to 9.30. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, I would read our scripture of the day. It's like our Bible reading plan at the church. I'd read it and then I would talk about it. And then we'd pray. Oftentimes I would bring like a high school student in. They'd join me live. We'd talk about it together. Wow. Um, yeah, it was cool. We'd have about like 30 to 50 people join each morning. Um, sometimes my wife would jump on there with me and we would do like a and a or, or a time of prayer together. Um so it I was different every in the
0: back and they sound so cute. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Our littlest one is crying right now.
0: Oh, that's okay. <laughs> I have four, so I know I have four kids. They're all they're all older now, but I I remember the days where <laughs> there was always a little one in the background and it's always fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, um I think that's really cool for for me personally. I love it. When um, pastors or uh, influencers or anybody, anybody with a platform goes live, I really feel, you know, that the world is screaming at our our youth in every direction. And if they happen to stumble across or think, oh, maybe I should, you know, go check this out, um, they're gonna they're gonna hear, you know the word of God in the sea, in a sea of, um, what do you call it? Just, it's, it's the world wide web. There's different platforms and it's moving so fast. Um, it's, it's like water, you know, liquid water moving fast. And I, and I feel like, um, more and more kids are definitely glued to their screens and that's where they're at. And And it's almost, I wish it wasn't like that in a sense, because, um, my husband and I growing up in the um, eighties and (laughs) nineties, we just, we didn't have screen time. You know, we just had, you know, if we were going to do something as a teenager, we're going to be outside or, uh, driving all over God's creation. And I guess in your case, you were probably surfing a lot, but now the ch- it's very rare for kids to even. There's a lot more kids, even when they're outside, they're on their screens, and they're always, you know, um, they're looking for purpose and they're looking for, for, somebody. They're looking for the likes and they're looking for connection through who likes what I'm doing and. It's, it's kind of a very strange Orwellian day an age that we're living in right now. And so how, you know, how do you, how do we reach more people through, through the screen time through, uh, that device?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, Jesus's message, uh, it's kind of the paradigm in which I think can live mm-hmm. and live um i think his message is timeless uh mm-hmm. you know his his message is good news i mean that's what mm-hmm. the gospel the gospel literally means it means good news it's the good news of mm-hmm. jesus christ he loves us he became a man died for our sins and rose again and we can believe in him and have eternal life and that message is timeless i mean people need that uh, they needed it 100 years ago they needed mm-hmm. it 1000 years ago they need it desperately right now mm-hmm. and so i think we've got to if as Christians, we've got to be committed to just getting that good news out there. Whether that's oh, yeah. personally, just, I mean, every day, no matter where you go, where mm-hmm. you're at the grocery store, you're walk, doing a socially distant walk in your neighborhood, you run into a neighbor, yeah, and share the good news with them. Um, but also, I think, yeah, I mean, we've got social media platforms, use it. I mean, I, I think that's even one of the things that I was, I personally have even just been thinking through in this time of COVID is, Uh, I went through even just a time of like being so over social media. I mean, you open it up and every single day, it's just like, oh, depressing. Mm -hmm. It's just bad news after bad news after bad news. And I remember there was this time where I just got off it. And I think that's appropriate for a season. I was off it for probably like two months and just felt even very refreshed and um, grew in some of my own personal disciplines. But I remember during that time, just praying that the Lord would help me when I get back onto it to use it as a tool. And I had no plan or thought as to when I would come back onto it, but I knew I wanted to come back onto it at some point to connect with our students and the people at the church. And so that's really just my goal. Like that's the whole reason why I'm on there is Mm
2: -hmm. if I'm going
1: to share something, I want it to be good news or encouraging or getting the word of Jesus out there. And then also even just using it as a way to connect with the people that I I love you know I want to see Mm -hmm. what's going on and building my students lives Mm -hmm. yeah totally so I think when it comes to to reaching people we've got a timeless message and we got to stick to that we got to preach the word we got to love people and care about them and then Mm -hmm. you know these social medias are just tools now we can use to get that message out there with Mm -hmm. yeah
0: it's 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 the internet is where people are And, and that's where they're, that's where we, that's where we're reaching them. And, and I see it as just casting this huge net out and seeing what fish comes into that net. And I mean, it, it's the internet, right? (laughs) And, but I also feel, feel you on taking a break and, um, you know, just, just clearing your mind of all the clutter and, and just, you know, something that my husband and I like to do is we like to go on prayer walks around the neighborhood. And, um, and there's a lot of kids on our de sack and they're all different ages. And I think it just starts with prayer. And, um, the prayer is the most important because we really honestly can't do anything without the power of God. Right. But I also feel, uh, very encouraged, you know, um, when I see, well, I say young people like you, because (laughs) you're probably way younger than I am. But when I see young people, um, ministering to younger people, young, even younger people, um, and I, it encourages me when I see them reaching out. So for example, during COVID, during the the worst part of COVID, where everyone was locked in their houses and you could pretty much you didn't hear any airplanes or any cars outside it actually felt kind of nice to have that peace for that time and it and i like what you said earlier about you know the refiner's fire you know and that pure gold i think it really uh made us understand like what we were putting as you know on on our own what altars we had on in our heart you know um whether that be you know, sports or, you know, shopping or everything just seemed to stop. The world seemed to stop. And I think that was a good time for Christians to reflect on what they had been putting before the Lord. But that time, even though we're still, you know, wearing our masks, and there's still a lot of, you know, um, a lot of uh, division within our country and Um, just different uh, civil unrest everywhere, I feel like it's very, it's back to being fast-paced again, fast-paced again. Um, The world is now back to running, running the rat race, and, you know, the hardest part about reaching the youth is is, uh, getting into their world and understanding where they're at, and you know, connecting with them um, on a personal level, that that's got to be very difficult. Um, I think one-on-one, but especially, you know, um, you know, as, as you have, like, maybe, you know, 50 students in front of you, or, or I don't know, however many, some odd students, you know, what I have always, as a mom, when I see my kids, I have kids ranging from adult all the way down to uh, tween. And what I I see in, that encourages me is someone that is a leader that will go, or, or leaders delegating other leaders to go out of their way and to find the misfit sitting by themselves or to find someone that is you know, that is not connecting. Um, you have, um, kind of extreme type children, you have introverts, extroverts, you have popular kids, and then you have a kid that, you know, maybe wants to connect, but can't connect. And I have always felt that when kids find a place where they feel they have purpose, and and I'm talking about within the church, where they feel, I have purpose here. Like they see the gifts that I have and they're willing to to overlook all of my um, idiosyncrasies. Um, they're willing to, and I like what you said about, you know, earlier about not really focusing so much on what they're doing that's bad, but seeing them as the person that they are because a lot of kids, they're just growing up and they're just going through things but I love it when I see someone go out of their way and connect and get to know that person in such a way where they're like, oh, I know what your favorite you know, um, place to eat is. And hey, hey how'd you do in um, Mr. I'll say Mr. Miyagi's class. <laughs> so um, Zeke, <laughs> yeah. So I just feel like, you know, as a mom of a a parent to Christ, kids that are growing up in a Christian home because um i'm even though my kids uh, claim all claim to be Christians, I'm not quite sure where they're at in their faith and in their walk until they get you know, I don't know that's a really hard one to actually um to actually share that's why I like talking to people who have grown up in in Christian homes because I'm like. And when they share their testimony um, that they got through uh, a lot in life and 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 came out where the Lord, you know, touched their heart, I'm just like, your testimony is so encouraging for my kids and probably for Zeke too, right? Zeke, you're so quiet. You have anything to say? <laughs> um, not at the moment. <laughs> I at this. Yeah. yeah, Zeke's Zeke's one of my introverts. <laughs> yeah, well, I oh go ahead. It did. It really did, and I and I know for sure it's going to encourage so many people out there. I know. Um, I had my um nephews over during the summertime during COVID, or one of them anyway, and um, you guys reached out to him and called him personally on the phone to, talk, I don't know who, who, but I know somebody from, from uh, Compass Bible. And I think they just hung out with them on the phone and talked to them and I don't know how many students you guys have, but I was so impressed by that. Like it, it really, both my husband and I were really touched that someone would take um, a certain amount of time out of their day and and call someone up and say, how have you been? Like, what are the things that you like? And he's all into Marvel. And, um, And then they did get into, you know, the Bible a little bit. But it was a connection. And I was like, this is exactly... It's not even online connection. And it was great because it was a phone or a FaceTime. And I thought that is so key especially when there's so many kids alone um and their parent both parents are working or they come from a single parent home i just thought that is key that is definitely key so anyway (laughs) i could just keep rambling but if there's anything else you want to say um you can close us out in either a word of encouragement or prayer and we can let you go on for your day and thank you so much for, um, you know, taking the time to join us on the Oh My Geekers podcast.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's uh, I'm glad that you guys reached out. I love getting to work with your guys' and family. Um, I mean, it's been a joy. So, yeah, I'll close this out in a word of prayer. Awesome. Father in heaven, we want to come before you and just thank you, God, for the opportunity for us to do something like this. I mean, even we're talking about technology and this podcast that we're having right now wouldn't be possible without the technology that you've given us. And so we just say thank you. God, we do recognize that it is a, in many ways, it could be a weapon of mass destruction. Um, There is so much potential for danger through technology, but God, I pray that we as your people would take what is potentially dangerous and we redeem it and use it for good and building your kingdom. And I pray that's exactly what would happen to this podcast, that the people who are listening to it, the people who did listen to it, would just be encouraged in their soul to uh, to get the good news of the gospel out there, to share it with people, to pray for people, to love and connect with people. God, this season of COVID, which we're coming up on a whole year now, of this time has been difficult for many of us. And you know that God, you are not distant; You are not far from us during this time. Um, But God, we know that even though in our, even in our difficulties, that you are good, that you are with us and that you are taking us through the fire and going with us through the fire to refine us and make us more like your son, Jesus Christ. And so I just pray for every single person who's listening to this right now, that you would encourage them in their soul, And that they would, if they don't know you, come to know you in a personal way. And God, I do know you, that they would just be so excited to continue living for you. Whether life is going great and on the mountaintop right now, or whether life is tough and they're in the valley, that they would trust that you are right there with them and that you are good and you will lead them and guide them every step of the way. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Thank you for joining us here on the
1: Oh Oh My Geekers Geekers Podcast. podcast.
0: Don't forget to subscribe and leave a friendly comment.